Hello and welcome to this edition of the EVSC podcast recapping the board meeting. This board meeting recap is for the June 7th, 2021 board meeting. So as we typically do, let's make certain that we all know how to enter board docs. So we'll go to our EVSC homepage. We'll click on about us and then you will see board of school trustees. We'll click on board docs and then you will see where it says click here, click here and then board docs will come up. And then if you would click on the June the 7th date and then click on agenda, that brings you to the board meeting that we're going to discuss. So first of all, we had some great news to share. We just uh, had wildly successful graduations this past uh, week and we're grateful to have been able to have our commencement exercises. Just a few numbers. Um, we had 1,358 grads. We had 127 students that achieved a GPA of 4.0 or higher, which I think is phenomenal. And then additionally, one other stat that I think is phenomenal and speaks to the success of our seniors, our seniors were awarded over $32 million worth of scholarships. So congratulations to your seniors. Job well done and <clears throat> good luck on your future endeavors. The other bit of good news that we shared was really uh, pertaining to our summer school program. Enrollment in our summer school program is up dramatically with nearly 3,000 students this summer taking advantage of our summer school programming. So now going on to the consent items. When we look at item 2.02, that is the consideration of the allowance of payments. And for this time of year, those allowance of payments are right in line with what you would expect with one pay uh, at a little bit over $11 million. Looking at item 2.03, consideration to approve uh, the purchase of equipment from extracurricular funds. This is for Washington Middle School and is for a new indoor scoreboard for their gym. Uh, the original scoreboard that they replaced, and I think, was uh, installed in the renovations of the 1980s. So they are getting a new scoreboard, and we are uh, assisting with them by the installation of that. So congratulations to Washington Middle School. Item 2.04, consideration to renew the Reliance Standard contract. This is for um, benefits that EVSC offers, for instance, basic term life, uh, AD&D, supplemental term life, and long-term disability. And we are pleased to report that those rates will not increase. And the renewal for this flat, uh, for this period of time, extends through December 31st of 2024. And once again, no increase in the products that we provide our employees. Item 2.05, consideration to approve the Youth First Renewal Agreement. We have a great partnership with Youth First. Uh, this simply is the annual contract that we bring to the board, memorializing the agreement that we have with Youth First. We currently have 20 social workers in our schools that are Youth First social workers. In addition to, we have several schools that have EVSC social workers. So certainly grateful for that partnership with Youth First. Item 2.06 is the consideration to approve the consulting agreement with AdTech. <clears throat> As you know, if you are a uh, listener to these podcasts, we were blessed to be able to take advantage of a program called E-Rate, which really uh, significantly discounts the technology that we purchase. Up until the pandemic, E-Rate 
provision, though, was only for the connectivity of, uh, of the Internet. Because of the pandemic, the federal government has also provided additional funds then for hardware as well as for devices. So basically, based upon IDOE's guidance, they have recommended that school corporations, if you have engaged the services of a consultant for E-Rate, that you continue that partnership. So we have a great partnership with uh, AdTech, and basically this will then be in two phases for this new opportunity. Phase one would be having AdTech work with us to create the application to make certain that our devices would qualify for this new E-rate funding. And then if it is approved, then we would move into phase two, which is actually filing the documentation necessary to obtain the reimbursement. And if we are successful, as we hope we will, that will result in uh, basically a reimbursement of $1.2 million for Chromebooks and teacher devices. So we're thrilled to be able to uh, hopefully successfully execute that and be able to be reimbursed to the tune of $1.2 million for laptops as well as Chromebooks. Then moving on to consent item 2.07, which uh, is the approval of proposed graduation times and dates for next school year. So you will see that we are, in essence, keeping the schedule that we had this year, but just moving it to Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Next year, in the 2021-2022 school year, the last day of school for our students will be Wednesday, May the 25th. So you will see then commencements uh, beginning on Monday of that week with North at 6, then we move to Central at 8, and then on Tuesday the 24th, New Tech Institute, will have their commencement at the AIS Diamond Campus, followed by uh, Academy of Innovative Studies at 7 p.m., once again in the auditorium, and then finishing with Harwood Career Prep High School at 8.15 in the auditorium of AIS. And then finally on Wednesday the 25th, we have Wrights graduating at 5, Bossy at 6.30, and then Harrison at 8.15. We always try to get these dates out early because we know how important it is for parents and families to plan around these very, very important dates for our students. And then finally under consent is the ratification of a revised resolution to transfer retirement benefits to VOIA. This was approved, at least an earlier iteration of this was approved uh, in the previous board meeting. Legal counsel came back and wanted a little bit more specificity in from the original, uh, the original version that they had provided to us. Uh, so we were, it really changed nothing of substance. Uh, so then we did go along and have the board approve this new resolution that, that really just provided a little bit of clarity in terms of who was doing what. And then item 3.01, which is uh, the personnel recommendations that we make to the board, and they did approve those personnel recommendations. Certainly you can click on those and look at that at your leisure. And then finally, because somewhat unusual because this board meeting did not have action items or information items, but we did insert back into what we had done pre-pandemic, which was the core curriculum and student development. So this was a presentation on ESSER funding updates. Um, and we did have a large percentage or a large number of individuals that actually tuned in to our Facebook Live presentation that was held on Wednesday of last week. So um, our Chief Transformation Officer, Carrie Hilliard, 
did a great job of recapping that. So as you will see on this presentation, we are really asking the public to help us by providing feedback to us on ESSER 3, ESSER standing for Elementary Secondary School Emergency Relief. So as you look then at the second slide, this just basically, and I'll, I'll scroll through this quickly because certainly this is on board docs for you to, to go into more in depth if you would like, but just really seeking community input. The next slide, talking about what the funds are called. It's important here though, <clears throat> to lift that these are one-time federal funds. Uh, and ESSER 3 is a large amount of money, about $54 million. But as you can see, the funding expires in September of 2024, and we have to have all of those funds expended by December 31st of 2024. So a pretty tight time frame, and we want to be very, very responsible and intentional in the utilization of these funds so that this investment of this one-time money has dividends for years and decades to come. So then moving on, there's a little bit uh, greater definition of ESSER 1, 2, and 3. And then moving on, the critical components and allowable uses for ESSER 2. Two critical components as we advance to that slide. Uh, critical component one, school districts must continue aligned to what's in ESSER uh, 3 application with the CDC recommended mitigation strategies. So that means whatever those uh, CDC recommended strategies are, we have to do the very best of our ability to comply with those recommendations. And then the second critical component is we also have to address how funding will help us target evidence-based interventions for students who are underserved as well as our students who have been most significantly affected by COVID-19. So then we, when we move on to the next slide, these are the allowable uses. Uh, and then moving on actually to what the important part of the presentation was. So if we could move on down then to, <clears throat> excuse me, the community input portion. Uh, Carrie has gone through all of the community input. And as of the time of, of the disaggregation of this data, we had received input from 1,277 respondents. So you can see that the most frequently responding groups were parents foster parent, legal guardian, or other family member. So of the 1,277, uh, three quarters, 872, fell in that category. You also see that 212 EVSC employees had responded, and we're, we're really pleased that uh, 104 EVS students had also responded and provided their input on how to utilize ESSER funding. So moving on to the next slide, um, as you know, those that have completed this survey, it's broken down into prioritized categories according to allowable expenditures for ESSER. And so far, the top three on this five-point scale would be number one, mental health services and supports. Number two would be activities to address the unique needs of low-income students, English learners, and others, as you can see listed. And then the third bucket, if you will, in terms of prioritization at this point in time, would be activities related to learning loss and accelerated learning. So I think it's important for the public not only to be able to have the opportunity to provide input, but then also for you to see and aggregate the results of that input. And then finally, as you know, there's also an open-ended section. So of the 1,277 responses to date, 378 
respondents went further than in their explanation or just provided other comments in that open-ended section. And bear in mind, so this is 104 respondents out of 1,277 wrote in the open-ended response something about diversity, equity, inclusion, special ed, poverty-related needs, and their feelings about that bucket. Second, then, 82 respondents uh, wrote about facilities and custodial services. And then third, at 71 respondents were mental wellness or social-emotional learning. And then beyond that, uh, really uh, did not gather more than uh, a few responses in what we would categorize in another bucket. So that really is it uh, when it comes to the board recap. Uh, we had a great board meeting. Uh, as always, we had our town hall before that, which is 5 to 525. If individuals would love to come in and speak directly to board members in a dialogue, that opportunity exists before each board meeting. Our next board meeting is going to be held on June the 21st, that's a Monday, and we welcome your attendance. The board meeting begins at 5.30, and as always, you can listen to the board meeting on our own radio station, WPSR 90.7. Thank you so much. We hope that this helps keep you informed about your community's public schools, and as always, I'm blessed to serve as your superintendent for EVSC. I'm David Smith. Thanks for watching.